up, everybody? This is Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr., and you are listening again to the Miracle Word Podcast, and I'm glad you're listening to us again this week. The Lord's been speaking to me the last few days, and I want to just share with you the importance of knowing what it is that God has called you to do. You know, in the generation that we live, there's a lot of people in their 20s and their 30s, 40s, maybe some even into their 50s and 60s, hopefully not, that are floundering that don't know what they're called to do. They don't know what God has planned for their life. One thing I found out about God is he is very deliberate in what he does. God doesn't do anything by accident. He plans and purposes every single thing that he does. He's not a God that wastes time. He's a God that saves you time because he will instruct you in the way to go. And when you receive the instructions of God, the divine directions of God, you will always conquer any giant that's standing in your way if you obey the instructions. You'll always move every mountain out of your way if you obey God's instructions. So number one, I want to start this week by talking about how important it is to have the instructions of God and the guidance of God in your life. Many people just do whatever they want to do, and then they pray and ask God to bless what they do. But that is not what you should do. If you want to live in the full blessing of God, the key is not picking out what you would like to do and asking God to bless it. The key is asking God what he would have you to do. What is he planned for your life? And then when you find out what it is, pursue it with your whole heart. Don't let anything get in your way and get a hold of his plan, he'll bless you for it. You know, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 12, the Bible says there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. And so we have to realize, number one, that we have limited minds. We have limited consciousness. We are not God, but we have access to the mind of God. See, this is an important thing to understand because it doesn't matter if you met with the most influential life coaches or people that could plan your future and sit down and create a plan for your life. It doesn't matter how uh, educated they are, doesn't matter where, what their background is, their minds are still limited by the flesh. And so we have to realize the only one who's unlimited in knowledge is God the Father. And if we want to know things about our future that we couldn't know in the natural, the Bible promises us if we would ask him, he would even show us secrets about the future. In fact, Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3, God said, call unto me and I will answer you. And one translation says, and show you great and mighty secrets about the future. And so I want you to understand that we've got to access the knowledge of God for our lives. You know, one of the main reasons people struggle through their life, and it feels like they can never make ends meet, they're always trying to get the, you know, there's some people work three and four jobs, still can't pay their bills, they're wondering why things are falling apart, they're tired, they don't have time to spend with their loved ones, because they're always trying to make things work, and things just continually seem to fall apart. That's not the way God designed you to live your life as a believer. You are to overcome in every area of life, but you can't overcome 
any way that you want to. You have to overcome through God's plan for your life. Once you find out what his plan is for your life, things begin to take off. You can begin to live life with ease. I mean easy. You know, Jesus even said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I've heard so many Christians that have tried to tell people how hard it is to serve the Lord and how hard it is to live holy, how hard it is to be a believer. They haven't read the Bible. The Bible doesn't say that it's hard to serve the Lord. The Bible says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. The best times I've ever had in my life have been serving the Lord. When you obey what God tells you to do, it is easy to accomplish what he's called you to accomplish. And so we have to realize that the Bible declares in Isaiah chapter 55, God said this, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. In fact, he goes on to say, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. And so the key here is get a hold of the higher thoughts of God, the higher ways of God. You know, I like the thought of the fact that he wants to show you his ways. That means he wants to show you how he gets things done, not just to show you the results of of when it's done. You know, the Bible actually declares that he showed his acts or his actions to the children of Israel, but he showed his ways to Moses. And there's a difference between that. There's a difference between being able to eat a fish and knowing how to catch a fish. There's a difference between the ways of God and just the actions of God. When you learn the behind the scenes, the ways, when you get his instructions and directions, things begin to flow easily for you. And we've got to learn how to listen and to hear the direction and voice of God. Once you get a hold of that, things begin to take off in your life. In fact, I've come to realize it's, you know, it's worthless to begin to build things on your own without the help of God. The Bible declares in Psalm 127, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Let me say that one more time. I want you to get that in your heart. Uh, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Look at the next part of that verse. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchmen or the guards or the sentries wake up in vain because you can't do something that God refuses to do. The key is this. Once you hear his voice, once you find out what he's called you to do and you go after it with your whole heart, his momentum and force get behind you and push you into your destiny and into your success. We have got to find out. See, in our generation, we have people 20, 30, 40 years old, like I started to say at the beginning of the podcast, they don't know what they're called to do. That's why not just unbelievers, but even Christian people that are in college are continually changing their major over and over and over. You know why they're doing that? Because they don't know what they're called to do. One thing sounds good one day, something else sounds good another day, and they're not really sure what they should pursue. But the key is you've got to know 
what you're called to do. Once you know it and you know that is God's desire for my life, nothing will turn you back. Nothing can turn your head. You won't lose your focus. You'll go after it with your whole heart and God will give you the momentum to do it and he'll bless you as you're doing it. Because when you obey his voice, the Bible declares he is forced to put his blessing in your life. One, one verse of scripture that talks about that is Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You know what? The Bible says in Psalm 1, blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and he'll bring forth fruit in every season. And look at this. His leaves will never wither, and everything he does will prosper. That is the key. When you get into God's call and plan for your life, everything you put your hand to do will prosper. You know why? Because it's something that God told you to do, not something that you decided to do on your own. I knew that I was called to preach the gospel since I was a young boy, probably four or five years old. I knew I was called to preach the gospel, to be an evangelist. And I can remember I was in a service one time in northern Maine, right on the border of New Brunswick, Canada, and I was probably about five years old. And during that night service, my father was holding a revival at that little church there. And I remember that I felt to go down to the altar and pray. Well, nobody else was going down to the altar, but my mom, she was a good mom. She said, well, if you feel like going to the altar, you go ahead and pray. And I got out of my seat as a five-year-old boy and walked down to that altar, knelt down and began to pray. Well, the pastor of that church, he was an older gentleman and he knew what God was doing. He called me over and I sat on his knee while the service was going on and he told the people, Many of you don't realize what's going on in this young boy's life right now, but God is calling him to preach the gospel and calling him into the ministry. I knew at that point, you say at five years old? Yes, at five years old, there was a knowing in my spirit, I was called to preach this gospel and to get people saved before Jesus came back, to heal the sick, to cast out devils. You say, you knew all that at five? I knew all of that at five years old. Didn't know how I was going to do it. Didn't know the details of how I would get it done, but I knew what I was supposed to do. And so you have to know, I began to press into this thing, and then the, as the years went by and God began to fulfill his, fulfill his purpose and plan in my life, I saw wonderful things come to pass. And then the next the next step, as you see, as, as I continued doing what God called me to do, at every point in my life, at every transition, doesn't matter if it was from leaving high school and going to Bible school, leaving Bible school, entering into the ministry. At every transition, I saw the hand of God move mightily in my life. And it just was a confirmation that his plan was it was it was working and it was in action. You know, another testimony of how that happens when God gives you direction and you know it's from the Holy Spirit, things begin to work easy. I remember not too, about a year ago, about a year and a half ago now, I knew that there was something I was going to be doing uh, with putting the gospel out, putting media out, but I didn't quite know what it was. And so I bought the equipment as I felt the Holy Spirit uh, tell me to buy the equipment to do it. I didn't have anywhere to do it. I just knew I was supposed to buy the equipment. 
And as I did, I had no thought of even going on the radio. I thought it was going to be for like this, podcasts and things like that. But someone called me on the phone and said, Brother Ted, if I could get you on a radio station in this area in the United States, would you be willing to go on? Well, I felt in my spirit it was the right thing to do. I said, yeah, I definitely I would go on and preach the gospel. Then, by no coincidence, the very next day, another preacher called me who didn't even know the other guy and said, hey, Brother Ted, if I could get you on this radio station up here, would you go on the radio? Well, I didn't even have to wonder what was going on. I could plainly see that God was opening up the doors to go on the radio. And so I I already said, you know what, if that's God, if that's God opening those doors, I didn't have to pray about it because see, when God begins to ignite that in your spirit and he shows you that by the power of the Holy Ghost, you know when he's giving you instruction. You know, here's how I know. I wasn't planning to go on the radio. I wasn't looking to do something. I wasn't trying to get my name out there. But within two days, two different people call me, and that's confirmation in my spirit, and give me the same opportunity in different parts of the country. I said, say yes, that's it. And and right as I begin to do it, the Lord began to confirm it was his plan. Well, I didn't even have any radio programs produced. I didn't have anything to go on the radio with. But I began to create radio broadcasts. Well, we were giving the testimony in one of our crusades that year that God had opened up these doors to go on the radio. And as I gave the testimony, supernatural things began to happen. Before I even had an opportunity, I didn't take one offering yet uh, to pay the bills to go on the radio. The first thing that happened is a minister sent me a message on the internet and said, Hey, I heard you're going on the radio. And I said, yeah, I am. He said, how much does it cost to go on the radio per month like that? And I told him how much it costs. He said, well, send me your bank account information. I'm going to send you the money tomorrow to pay one month of your television or, or excuse me, of your radio bills. So there was one month. Then in that same crusade, after that happened, a woman came up and said, how much does it cost for you to go on the radio per month like that? And I told her, and with right then and there, she wrote a check and said, I want to pay for one month of being on the radio. And then another lady called our ministry, and she said, I heard you were going on the radio. And we said, yes, we are. And she began to make out a check and said, we want to support you, and we want to pay for one month of radio time. We had a fourth person do it. And I'm telling you, before I even had one radio broadcast on the air, before I even took one offering, I want you to understand it was because it was God's plan for me to do that with ease. The finances began to come in to accomplish the purpose of God. Now, if I were to just choose to do something that God never told me to do, you have to understand I would have to pay the price to do what I wanted to do. But because it's God that wants to do this plan, he will always provide for what he has called. Something we've got to realize is this. I mean, the same thing happened to me when I went to Bible school. The very first year that I went to Bible school, somebody paid my entire tuition to go to Bible school. The very next year when I was at Bible school, somebody paid my second year, a different person paid my second year to go to Bible school tuition paid in full. Why? Because when you obey the voice and the calling of God on your life, he has to send the resources to accomplish the plan. This principle 
is found in Luke chapter 22. One verse of scripture I want to show you, Luke chapter 22 and verse 35. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He asked them a question. He said, he said unto them, when I sent you without purse or money or shoes, did you lack anything? And they said nothing. They said nothing. When I, when I sent you out to preach the gospel without extra money, without shoes, without, uh, you know, extra rope, did you lack anything? And they said nothing. And you know, that's true because doubting Thomas was among the group. And if there was even one night that they went hungry or didn't have a place to sleep, he definitely would have spoken up and said, well, actually, Jesus, there was one night. But no, even he said, Lord, we didn't lack anything. You know what the key there is? He said, when I sent you. When I sent you, when God sends you, he also pays the bill. But listen to me, if he doesn't command it, then his resources are not committed to it. If God didn't command you to do it, his resources are not committed to it. If you are not sent, you're not uh, qualified for his supply. Always remember that. If he didn't send you, he is not qualified. He didn't qualify you to receive his supply. And so we've got to hear the voice of the Lord. It's time. Listen, Jesus is getting ready to come back. We cannot just be doing anything we want to do. In fact, Ephesians chapter five in the New Living Translation says, we've got to make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. So making the most of every opportunity, that means hearing the voice of the Lord, obeying the voice of the Lord as quickly as we can and watching as God puts his power, force, and momentum behind us to accomplish our purpose on this earth. It's not enough to just have vision We've got to have direction. Vision is the end result of what God's called you to do. But direction is the step-by-step process that takes you all the way to your vision, the finished product of what he's called you to do. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast today, you say, Brother Ted, that's me. I've been kind of floundering in life. I don't know what I should be doing. I don't, I'm kind of confused. I'm in a place right now where I'm not really doing what God's called me to do. And I want to know, well, the first key obviously is you've got to receive Christ as your savior. And if you haven't done that, I want you to bow your head and pray with me right now. Say, father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me of every sin and make me new. Give me the power to live for you for the rest of my life in Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, then the next step is to take time in prayer, take time in the word of God and let the spirit of God speak to you. I'm going to be continuing on with this subject in the upcoming weeks. We're going to talk about not only uh, the benefits of receiving the direction of God and and the instructions of God, but also how to receive the directions and instructions of God. So stay tuned because you're not going to want to miss this. It's going to set you on course to do great things for God. I love you. Remember, signs and wonders and goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life.